It could have been better, couldn't it? Well, a lot better, really. Two defeats from the first two games and a hell of a lot to talk about. We'll be doing all that on this week's Baggies Broadcast. Hello, I'm Johnny Jury. The man opposite me, opposite me on this computer screen, I may say, is Lewis Cox. And we're going to talk about what can only be described as a difficult few days for the Albion. Coxie, you well? Pretty good, Johnny. You've caught me at the start of the podcast stuffing my face there, mate. So some things never change. Um, yeah, could have been a better, could have been a better three, four Albion related days, couldn't it? We didn't want to open up with two defeats, but but here we are, two two ones away on the road. Um, yeah, onwards and upwards, we hope, eh, mate? But uh, yeah, tough start. Tough start indeed. I know you've been to the dentist this morning. You could uh, describe Albion starters like pulling teeth a little bit. Um, but, God, that, uh, that's why I'm now making up for it by eating, mate. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. Right, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, but first of all, mate, I'm just, I've woke up like in a mood this morning. Not just because of Albion. Just, I got a bad back. I just, yeah, Albion one, we've got a bad back too. And three, I've got something I want to get off my chest. So I'm bringing back alternative Albion. I said at the start of the season. Oh. I was going to get rid of it, but I'm bringing it back. EFL and your rule makers can get in the bin. I've had enough of it, and it's been two games. I have had enough of it. Referees already walked round like entitled Phil the Blanking, because I can't swear on this podcast. And now they're even worse. Josh Griffiths got booked last night while trying to pick out a pass for time wasting. His team were losing. You're not time wasting if your team are losing. I'm sorry. Like, what? Like, it's two games in and these refs are like, these refs think they run the world. Like, they're, they're so happy giving out so many cards. There's a Stoke player last night. Alvin tried to play a quick, quick free kick. The Stoke player didn't move because he was protesting to the ref. Taylor Gunner-Rickman fired it into the Stoke player. The Stoke player got booked. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And we got away, we got away last night, didn't we, with the stoppage time, the mental stoppage time. But these EFR rules are doing my head in. The EFL well, can the get subject in the, of the EFL rules. What about um, what about our other new favourite of no manager post match interview? No manager post match interview. And the best thing was no one from the EFL knew what they were doing. Coxie fired off an email to EFL Towers on Saturday night asking why a member of staff or whatever hadn't been put. What are the rules? About as clear as mud in the response. It was uh, yeah, well yeah. I, I mean, I got some answers, but I did I did want a bit more sort of. You know, uh, a bit more clarity as to to why mm. why this was brought in, but obviously that wasn't wasn't forthcoming. Um, even worse, so you know, I don't, don't want to hammer the the people on the other end of the EFL email, but about um, I don't think the EFL representatives from Ewood Park themselves, because you know the league have reps at, at each yeah. game, were, were too clued in either, were they? I know it's not clue, not clue. Christ, get your house in order, you know. Um, as for the one last night with the time wasting, I mean, what can you say? Honestly, what can you say? Um, I don't get it. Yeah. It's just doing my. It's just doing my head in. Like it's I'm like kind of glad alternate alternate Albion's alternative Albion's back though, mate. You kind of you've needed this sort of. Oh, it's back. And if it, if you've the, needed this therapy, haven't you, mate? If so. the results carry on, mate, like they are, it'll be back with a bang in the next few weeks. Um, it, but it's everywhere. The Premier League, the EFL. It's like we get to the start of the season. It's like they sit in a room and go. Ooh, we've got to change something. Ooh, what can we change? And it's like, they must be people sitting around who've got a clue about football. Because they do it so many times. I remember they changed the rule in the Premier League a few years, or the FHI, I don't know, changed the rule, where the ball could go forward off a kickoff. Like, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter? Like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? Focus on other things, like reducing ticket prices, or, yep. I don't know, sorting stuff, stuff that fans actually care about. Do you remember when a goalkeeper couldn't pass it to a teammate inside inside his own box from a goal kick? Yeah. Those days feel long gone now, don't they? Now, now yeah. centre-halves line up around the penalty area. Oh, mate, honestly. Honestly, we could be here all day, but... I'll tell you, Johnny, just quickly, I don't mind... I don't mind the lengthy stoppage time, because... I don't yeah, mind it, but I don't get why they're doing it. Like... If, you, if you're trying to penalise time waste, just book them. Well, it's, I saw it's, a stat the other day more... and it was like, I saw a stat the other day It said the ball was out of play for like 30 minutes of a game. It's like about 12 minutes of that. It's like people just kicking the ball out. Like the ball just going out of play. Like, 
you can't blame all that on time wasting. Like, no, if no, someone's no. blatantly time wasting, book them. If they do it again, send them off. I think it's just so it, you know, it's it's like a looking after the fans' value for money thing, isn't it? Like, obviously, yeah. you're not getting you're not getting a product if the ball's in play fifty minutes of of the ninety, but. And it's not going to be 90, like you say, there are other incidents, subs and all oh, that. I don't know. It's if, just if someone, are yeah. better for, Fans are getting better for value for money. I'm, I'm all for that. However, well, the managers will get fed up, mate, because, yeah. and we're going to ask ask Carlos about it actually um, Friday, because I think he'll have an interesting opinion on it. But since some managers already say, and players as well, was it Varane, Man United? Say, um, no, look at the schedule already and all that. Uh, yeah. You know, now, we, now you're chucking in, you know, up to an extra 20, 25, maybe even mm. 30 minutes a game. I, I do. Have a slight concern for the players and that, but you know, I'm sure yeah, the I'm sure gives... the EFL will come up with something sensible. Probably, probably the um, I'm sure it does give fans value for money, but it's probably some busybody with an NVQ in clipboard management at the EFL Towers going, yeah. "Oh, we'll just change a rule just to make myself feel important." Anyway, I digress. Albion, two defeats in two games, two two one defeats, and a whole host of talking points and we're going to start with the goals conceded we'll start and we'll try and get a little bit progressively better through this podcast but i doubt it will be like that um coxie i'd say on the face of it not not awful displays from from albion and i want to just point out this was a point made by someone on twitter that's not even name check him as well jason wheeler a lot of albion fans will know him um take out individual mistakes i know it's a big if and albion probably do all right in them two games Every goal was an individual error through one foot, one someone's yeah. fault or another. It wasn't like Albion would just had no response to what Stoke or what Blackburn were doing. It was just pretty dreadful individual errors. Individual which is errors the, are a, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Individual no, errors. No, I was just going to say individual errors are a key part of the game. And, you know, the, the cliche is always that coaches and managers are blameless for individual errors, which is true. Um, and at the end of the day, the better squad you have, the better group of players you have. Theoretically, the less, you know, the less of those you will get. And mm. we know Albion's situation with their squad at the moment. You know, Carlos spoke about it last night, didn't he? And, and the clear need to um, to add more. And the aim is that, well, in an ideal world, by the end of the window, Albion will be able to, to name a, a starting eleven in the league who are less likely to, you know, hand opposition goals on a silver plateau. And dare I say, even be able to rotate rotate players without you know, leading to, to big errors because you know the, these aren't just oh these things happen you know you, you can't be doing these you know you need to make opposition work for goals and and not do what Albin have done for I would say both goals against Blackburn and um yeah and certainly the second last night I mean you could even say the first last night couldn't you really it wasn't uh it's probably the a, catalog, on. a catalog of individual yeah. errors really yeah yeah but um yeah, we'll, we'll get on to it, obviously, and uh, I touched on it in my report, certainly from, from the Potteries last night. You know, the timing of the goals, the ill-timed goals that's happened in both games so far, hasn't it? The, you know, I, touched, I said on the video last night, didn't I, Johnny, outside Stoke, that you've kind of got your head buried in your laptop describing what's just happened. You look up and another one's gone in. So, you know, I mean, Carlos broke that down analytically, tactically, but yeah, I'd, I'd be concerned by that and I'd, I'd be wanting the players to sort that out, you know, from a, from a mental perspective, from a switch on perspective. Does any blame lie with him? You know, we talked, I listened to the interviews on the on the, the way home last night um, and Connor Townsend was talking about, it's, it's like a buzzword, isn't it? Coaches love it. Identity. Albion want an identity. They're obviously going to try and play this way that Corbrand's trying to drill into them. It obviously hasn't worked in the first couple of games. You know, and we see people, oh, Albion haven't got the players to play this game. Blah, 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 and all this. Um, you know, Connor Townsend talked about sort of sticking with Albion and being persistent with it. What's your view on that? Because at times they've been able to do it. You know, they've, yeah. they've had a couple of good, few good moments building from the back of both games, but it's um, obviously that's been their downfall so far. It is the theme and the story at the moment, isn't it? And what I would say is I don't, I don't think it's particularly new this season. I think we saw Carlos Corbin's Albion play out from from the back last season when he took over. Um, I actually think it worked more often than not. And I think, by and large, the team last season, obviously, you know, there are a number of good results. We're able to do it well. I would say it always sticks out when it goes wrong, doesn't it? It's always, it's that risk-reward. And it always will be highlighted when it goes wrong because the chances are it's going to lead to a clear-cut chance. And 
and there's a there's a massive risk attached to it now um i don't subscribe to the opinion that it should change i think i think a head coach should stick to his beliefs and principles that's that's what i think i think the idea is that hey albion get hold of better players who are more comfortable at doing it and b the manager demanding it is able to coach it into the players i think it's those two things i don't think you change around with your principles i don't say right sod that off now we'll pump it long or we'll hit the channels you know it would be easy to do but just comes away from everything albion want to work at and look it's a way a lot of the game is these days and when it works it works and before you know it you got players attacking it at um at opposition back lines but the opposition are wise to it with with a number of clubs not just albion so so the task is to to become better at it more consistent at it in an ideal world get better players for it that's what they'll be looking for you know when they're trying to identify this you know the next center half or if a midfielder can come in players that are more press resistant and better at receiving it under pressure and turning that's that's the challenge i don't think all of a sudden carlos corbran's gonna change his ethos and change his style you know I, I i agree with you johnny i don't you know i don't like the whole identity and philosophy stuff but each team under each manager gonna have a way of playing and that's I, just really pigeon, I just think it pigeonholes you i just think with an identity i get i get it i get it totally i understand it but you know we saw as far back obviously this predates yourself coxie but with blair and ishmael it was very much you know, yeah, he had a philosophy, he had an identity, but it was sort of high, to start with, it sort of high press, you know, it was sort of route one, long ball, very direct, you know, and that worked for a certain period. This is, you know, it's completely different. I'm not comparing two things, mm-hmm. but just the, the identity side of things. And he had this identity, obviously, in the end, it sort of went, you know, a bit pear-shaped. But he was too stubborn to move away from this identity. If he would have moved away from that identity and been a lot more flexible, then he probably, I'm not saying he'd still be the Albion manager, but he might have had a little bit longer in the job. Whereas I think if you, we, we need an identity. You don't always have to play that way. I don't feel anyway. That, you well, know, no, I, I, certainly in the championship where it's like physical, it's difficult. It's a good point, you know? Johnny. Yeah, I, I know when I was making my last point there, there'd be listeners screaming at at this thinking well you know it's horses for courses you have to be able to do both and look i i don't disagree with that i think that's the case look if you keep doing it and you keep getting pressed and intercepted as was happening last night let's remember it was second string albion last night and it wasn't working for a couple of the players a couple of the youngsters um then i think mix it up but i don't think mix it up just keep going long ball long ball long ball long ball because it renders the whole thing pointless doesn't it in in the week they'll, they'll be working on the style so just because you've had it tough on a couple of occasions don't don't let it go you know don't don't just revert to to, to a different type um so i think there's a balance I, I do agree there's a balance and it'll be interesting to see as the games progress when we get to you know half a dozen games six seven eight games how this theme and how this style of play um has progressed how it's developed whether it's still being an issue but look that what you know, we've still got three weeks of the window, isn't it? There's a chance that some of Albion's first eleven for this season might not arrive till August the thirty first. You know, players Carlos is 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 eyeing up for these roles. So but then on the flip side, if they don't arrive, Johnny, and the and the centre half pairing is a giant Kipra or the centre half pairing's a giant Bartley, then yeah, you know, those those players have got to got to get with the programme, haven't they? Or or Corbrand, and Corbrand has to has to improve them, which you know a good head coach like him can do, or or there needs to be some some balance because you know Kipper is sort of famed for being able to use the ball, isn't he? That's his that's his style. That's his what what he's good at. Didn't go well from it. He would park did it. So um, so let's see. Um, yeah, certainly a, a sort of storyline, uh, early signs of a storyline developing here. But I I also think we, as I touched on right at the start, we don't maybe need to go too deep on this at this early stage because look for me it was in in view last year when when it was going you know pretty well for Albion and worked in a hell of a lot of positive results so yeah that's my two pence worth on it anyway. yeah no it'll be interesting to see um I want to talk about transfers I want to talk about Carlos Corbrand now we'll talk we'll come on to his frustrations um you know we talked about needing players in um we'll talk more in depth about that in a second but 
he has made a couple of strange selection decisions in the first couple of games. Um, now, we saw sort of Jason Willumby playing as almost like a 10 at Ewood Park. Nathaniel Chalibur, who was seemingly out of the door three weeks ago until we rocked up a Burton Albion and found out that he wasn't going to be sold. Um, started at Blackburn and he started last night as well. Are these selections, you know, Carlos trying to do something different or are they, you know, we've seen managers do it before, send a message to the board. I need more players, I need more bodies, I need more quality. You know, is that is it a bit of both or is it one thing or another? You know, obviously we don't know for certain, it's just an opinion really, but I want to get your take on it. Yeah, I don't, personally, I don't really understand the Chalaba thing at all. And it's something we'll be, you know, picking the head coach's brains at later this week, so pre-Swansea. Um, obviously, we didn't get the chance to speak to him after Blackburn because of aforementioned daft EFL rule. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm with, you know, pretty much everyone else concerned really I don't understand why we've gone to a situation where it's pretty much out of favour midfielder certainly available to leave free to leave looking at departing why he started the first league game and then the subsequent cup game I mean the subsequent cup game it's it's not a priority is it Blackburn was the real surprise you know to have him in over Moat who had a good pre-season to have him in over Swift who's a, a regular starter in this in this side strange really strange and I don't think I don't think we've seen anything from Chalibur in these two games that that says you know he needs to stay in have we don't think we've don't think that's the case um as for the rest of the side of Blackburn yeah I, I would say as imagined last night I don't have as a Chalibur aside and we saw a number of kids play I thought I thought it was a tough night for a couple of them I thought it was a tough night for Caleb Taylor at the back just his second senior Albion star I thought it was a very tough night for Joe Van Malcolm up front um just highlights lack Albin's lack of depth in that position doesn't it i don't i don't think he should be asked to go to that level yet to perform at that level but again it's just highlighting where where Albin are i mean mo Fowl, the other youngster on the bench couldn't even get on could he in his place i would say i thought ethan ingram did okay a right back um so we had the youngsters involved we had the you say the second string involved those are on the bench at blackburn and i don't I think for this first round of this competition, you always rotate. And so the personnel thing at Stoke, not so much an issue with it. The formation thing was a little bit different, wasn't it? And a little bit of a surprise. Three at the back. I think we only saw it possibly once under Corbrand last season. Cardiff away that midweek just before the international break rings a bell. Um, Again, do I have the biggest problem with it? I would say possibly no, because I don't mind... Other formations being tested in the lesser competitions um, for if and when they're required in the league, for when you become, you know, they can become an option and you have sort of more to your more to your armory. I know we didn't really see two up top um, per se last night in terms of two two strikers, two centre forwards, but I think we could down the line with Major when he becomes available and Thomas Asante. So does that lean towards three at the back? You know, a bit of a three-five-two three four one two i think so so you know perhaps he's looking at that testing that out with the back three with the wing backs um yeah a couple of strange yeah uh, certainly chalibur certainly chalibur's role is has been odd head scratcher and yeah but yeah i, I would take last night with a pinch of salt really you know these these early cup rounds and i know somewhat like hearing that because like, I, I like a cup run as much as anyone any other fan but in the context of of where we are and a, and a lack of much squad availability much depth i would say at the minute with with work to do in the window that's that's just how it goes i would say yeah in terms of frustrations lewis what have you you know what have you made of that you know he's talked about the need for signings last night was the most telling interview he's done so far um you know i think he said to bbc wm and i don't want to take this out of context but you need more than 11 players to do which is a bit of a damning indictment on the squad as a whole um but he's obviously frustrated he obviously wants names through the door now we know that Albion are going to be looking at loans you know uh, waiting towards the end of the window for certain players but he wants them in now and you can understand you can see his frustration can't you you know what did you make up we should sort of take it aback by it a little bit last night yeah yeah I mean it's out of the norm for Corbyn as we touched on in that uh short video we did last night he was sort of asked for his general assessment of the game and pretty much immediately 
dipped into his thoughts on on the transfer window. You know, he'd gone to that press conference and the previous interviews he'd done with with broadcasts with a clear mind to to bring up the window and bring up the signing situation. I think as well as trying to you know, put a bit on the club to to work as quick as they can to get it done, I think it's also just trying to get that message out there to the supporters. I would say that that the head coach is well aware that what's there at the moment and what he's having to select from and choose from and work with isn't as good as it needs to be. And just that he knows that, you know, he knows all the fans know that he's not daft, obviously. Um, and, and he knows what he's seeing. And, you know, there, there are, it's it's not all negative, you know, two one away defeats. Yes. Um, but there have been some relatively encouraging signs, I would say, however, not enough. And, and that will, that will come, but he knows, it's not where it needs to be yet. And I think that's why he's hammered home the message. Um, I think, yeah, there's, there's probably a bit that he's put a bit on the the club decision makers. Uh, you know, in terms of, I suppose, on the football side, you've got Ian Pearce, who, who he works very closely with on this front. But and then uh, and then on the other side of it, you know, Mark Miles is, is making those decisions now. But you know, previously, in a previous role, he was on the non-football side of it, wasn't he? So they, they, they need to. They need to see what they can do ASAP, really. They they do not want to be in a... And, and Corbran caveated it by saying, look, we knew, we expected that it would be a late-in-the-window jobby. But even though we're not at mid-August yet, this is late in the window, isn't it? This this window's been open since, what, started July, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, and, and obviously players can arrive before that. So we are at a very late stage in the window. We're, uh, you know... Uh, a week into the new season in nearly the middle of August. So Albion do not want and need these key players, possible key players to be arriving, as I said, on the 31st, because it's just going to damage. And we're not talking about hopefully starting the season second bottom like or, or bottom like Corbyn had to before. I, I don't think that'll be the case. But um, yeah, the more points and time that gets away, the, hard, the harder the whole season becomes, doesn't it? And the more pressure it puts on. So... Unfortunately, Ian Pearce, Carlos Corbran are working in the financial restraints we know about and we've spoke about all summer. And and what can you do? They can they can keep plugging away and keep asking questions of clubs, of targets. But unfortunately, the way the transfer window works and how fluid it is, Albion won't be the only club in for these targets. And you've got to sell the season, the vision, proposals to the player, proposals to the parent club. It's tough, Johnny. It's tough. It's tough, and and players become unavailable and available at all the times, don't they? Depending on injuries and yeah. stuff, it's it's a difficult one. And yeah, you're right. You could see a, a bit of frustration in him last night, but you know he's a, he's a winner, and he won't like any fans wanted to open up with with two defeats. I'm sure he'd be more bothered by Blackburn than Stoke last night. But the longer on the start goes without positive results, just increases a bit of angst on it around the place and. You know, we we start off at the Hawthorns on Saturday, don't we? We've not an easy game, um, and it puts a little bit on trying to get a positive result there, trying to get that first win there, because then you go to Leeds, who are obviously very strong, coming down, and 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 you just want you just want that bit of positivity, bit positivity, bit of momentum to start the campaign, and that's why while I dismissed last night in the EFL Cup, it shouldn't be totally dismissed because it would just bring that. It'd just bring that positivity, wouldn't it? But progressing just that that win um, to to get that sort of winless monkey off your back. But yeah, it's 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 a little bit, it's a difficult time. It's been it's been a really difficult window from from what I've heard, what I understand. Not not easy at all. And I think to get the two good players that have come in so far is good work, good a good effort. Um, you know, we haven't really been able to see either of them properly yet, which is a shame. But again, I would say the market Albion are, uh, are working in. Um, but there's there's absolutely no question that I would say at least another two, hopefully of the similar calibre and similar quality, can come through the door. And hopefully they're ready to come in and play after a pre-season with parent clubs or things like that. Um, but again, the tough side of it is, Johnny, that two, three, however many come in, you know, you, you're exit dependent, aren't you? We know Albion are trying to move players on. Or, you know, maybe trying to get players bought by clubs who are interested for decent money or try and work something like they did with Button, try and hopefully work something like they can with Chalaba maybe. But they're, they're, they're also dependent on these things. And that's not to say for definite that moves inward 
in terms of loans can't happen without those going out but it smooths the transition doesn't it it smooths the finances balances the books it's 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 a bit of a tough cycle at the moment yeah sorry coach i wasn't yawning then because i'm bored of you i didn't go home until 20 past one last night a bit tired no no it's 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 understandable (laughs) mate it was a late one wasn't it but um yeah it's it's tough, mate. And do you see uh, a do you see do you envisage a world? Obviously, you know, we've just seen the club we will not name down the road lose their manager because they failed to back him in the window because of you know mm-hmm. that's obviously issues that won't affect Albion in terms of financial fair play and X, Y, and Z. You know, can you envisage can you envisage a world where our, our Spaniard gets annoyed and uh, leaves the club? Uh, no, or are we quite a way off that? Not particularly at the moment. Um, no, and I, I would um, I would like to think that's a that's a long way away, and that's a a lot of sort of negative series of events down the line. I would say I I don't see that. Um, but let's see, you know, this time next month. Well, not exactly this time next month because this time next month I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be tying the knot. Um, so not we won't be doing a podcast this time next month, Johnny. But no. roughly. Um, this time next month, in the context of Albion's season, let's let's see how the windows transpired um, because it needs work, as Carlos Corbrandt hammered home last night, as we've just said. And let's see how the results have started and whether Albion have been able to claw their way into the top half early doors or a sort of sort of lingering. But no, I, I don't see it as a you know as 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 as, as immediate fear or anything like that. I, I, see Corbran as a as a committed boss and I, I don't mm. think it's near the situation that across the black country divide uh, hopefully not one final thing I was I should have put this alternative album <laughs> the abuse that Jed Wallace got after the game at Blackburn was totally unjustified and I know it's social media um but I think we said to me Coxie if we had a team of Jed Wallace who run as hard as Jed Wallace I'm gonna be all right this season but I saw a lot yeah. of people laying into, oh, he gets an easy ride because he works hard and he shows passion. Um, I didn't think he was the worst player on the field at Blackburn. I thought a few people had an off day, Wallace himself, but I didn't think he was that bad. I just thought the pylon of, of Wallace was a bit, a bit unjust. Well, I think um, so he, early in the season. Yeah, I mean, it's just strange. I just find it strange. Yeah, I don't think he gets a free pass because he works hard. And I'm not saying that other players don't work hard because everyone goes on the pitch to work. However, I think if you look at the way he puts himself across, the way he covers the ground, I think if you have 10 of those playing outfield, and like each player is a different, so you can't, you know, you can't fully compare. But you know, how many times do you see Wallace charging from one flank to the other to re- retrieve the ball or back to full back to retrieve the ball? You know, yeah. at least you can't question 100% commitment and to the cause regardless of how a game's going and that doesn't always happen does it from players let's face it it doesn't always happen you see them sauntering back jogging back sometimes and you think you know need more from you there and I I never find that the case with Wallace so yeah I I disagree and um, you know he came to speak to the media as, as new club captain because some daft rule said that the uh, the manager couldn't. Of course, we could have had a, a head coach, you know, sorry, a first team coach or assistant or anything like that. But you know, it didn't transpire like that. I think I, I don't know if it's um, the language thing um, that, that one of one of Carlos one of Carlos's coaches, and it wouldn't have been Heffler, the the former Huddersfield defender. He he wouldn't have been in a position to do that, but. Um, couldn't come up and speak to the press, but yeah, it was decided it would be would be Wallace, and you know he didn't have a say in that. He's just carrying out his duties as as captain. Um, like I, th- I thought he was poor against Blackburn, but I thought most of the players were poor against Blackburn. Um, it was it was one of Wallace's poorer games actually. A lot of what he tried didn't come off, but um, yeah, not not going to hammer in too much for that because I thought for the most part he was Albion's best player last season, and I think he will be again this season. And I was happy to see him name club captain uh, I think it was the right call I would say and I do hope over the course of the campaign and, and starting shortly with any luck that it'll sort of inspire his game to another couple of percent yeah yeah it's um yeah I just find it an awful baffling baffling yeah. sort of way to go from, yeah. from Blackburn um some other news um 
don't want to laugh at what's going on down the road at Wolves because, you know, we're in a pretty sticky situation ourselves. But if you know, we're looking at the Express and Star this morning, they've seen an extract from a book that's been written by uh, Sky Sports' Johnny Phillips um, on the, the revolution at Wolves, where it said, reveals that Fosun and the group who own Wolves almost bought Albion a few years ago. Um, interesting tale, how talks were held with Jeremy Peace. And Nuno was going to be Albion's manager. Obviously, Nuno subsequently went on to have success at Wolves. Um, obviously, that success is winding down there because things are going a little bit pear-shaped down the road at Molyneux. Um, but yeah, if you want to have a bit of a read of that, it's an interesting take from an Albion point of view. Um, and it's sent a few Wolves fans into meltdown, the fact that it's come out this morning. Um, after sliding doors, yesterday. eh? Sliding doors, indeed. Um, but yeah, go and have a go and check that out. Go and have a look. And also in other news, um, we here at the Express and Star are offering you, the Baggies fans, the chance to win two VIP tickets for our clash against Middlesbrough. Um, on, I want to say August 26th, but it might be that might be wrong. Um, later this month, anyway, it's a Saturday game. I think it's the last Saturday game of the month. Um, chance to win win tickets, two VIP tickets in the East Stand, comfy seats, the works, you get all the treatment. Um, all you've got to do is head over to expressstar.com, fill in a little form, and uh, and get involved um, to be in with a chance of, uh, of winning. You need to sign up to the newsletter. Um, is exactly what you've got to do. So go over there, sign up to our newsletter. Those who are already signed up to our newsletter have been sort of day one supporters will have had an email um, on how to enter. So yeah, go enjoy the, the Middlesbrough Clash in style, courtesy of us. Uh, right, time for an advert. Time for an advert. The Kettle Toaster Man, as we know, is the proud sponsor of the Baggies Broadcast and our podcast here at the Express Star. And Coxie, I had the privilege of paying the Kettle Toaster Man a lovely visit last week to his Thorns Road, uh, his base at Thorns Road in Briarley Hill. Um, you didn't come along. You were a little bit preoccupied. I think you had a wedding last Thursday. I was. I was. You're I was, a proper was. wedding season at the moment, you are, aren't you? I am. So I, I am. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear how it went, mate. Yeah. Oh, it was great, mate. So I headed there with a colleague of mine from the Express and Star. Had a little bit of a look. Turned up. Little shop there on Thorns Road, Briarley Hill. Uh, quite a sizable shop. I was like, oh, this is quite good. They were telling me it was a big warehouse. Go out the back. It's like kettle and toast to heaven. Like <laughs> anything you need. Swimming in kettle and toast. Oh, mate. Honest to God. You could have kitted out a housing estate, let alone a house, with what he has got there. And then he was like, come and have a look at this. Come and have a look at that. And then there was another bit, another bit, another bit. And I was like, this guy's got a big operation going here. And the story behind it is fantastic. Uh, Speaking to Wayne, who, um, who runs it, uh, Big Wolves fan. But we'll forgive you for that, Wayne. Um, started as like a, a small businessman and he's built it up and up and up. And just, yeah, some of the stories there are oh, fascinating. I, do you know what I was doing, Coxie? I was eyeing up. I was eyeing up the air fryers. I got a problem. Well, I was about to ask whether you left with anything, Johnny. Nah, I've, I was eyeing up the air. I need I need a Hoover. I bought a Hoover from Asda and it's crap. Um, <laughs> so I was going to get a Hoover. But I, I'm... I've already got an air fryer, as we know. I'm a bit of an air fryer freak. I'm a bit of a bit of a nerd. Um, I almost got another one. I, I couldn't stop myself. He's got that many decent air fryers there. Superb array of these air fryers. Have you got one yet? We have one. Um, yeah. You yeah. don't use it though, dear, because you're no, you no, don't no, use I, it. You're not trusted in the kitchen, are you? I'm not in charge of the uh, uh, of, of culinary matters in our house, mate. No, I, I, I'm sort of left to the sidelines when it comes to that. I don't make any surprise appearances there like Nathaniel Chalaber I'm very much you know backup keeper uh great you know, reference. great backers thanks reference. thanks mate yeah yeah well got to keep it topical yeah. um yeah yeah but no baggies fans get down there I am sure the Kellen first man you know do a roaring trade on behalf of our you know hopefully on behalf he was of telling our me air fryers air fryers are the new hot cakes basically they're flying out the door <laughs> Um, is what he was telling me. He says he gets a few baggies down there on the back of the baggies broadcast as well. Oh, so cheers, I mean. baggies yeah, fans. Good. Yeah, get good, yourself good. Uh, get yourself down there. Anyway, if you do want an air fryer, they've got a fantastic one for sale. A salter jewel basket. You've got to get a jewel basket. No, don't. A single's all right if you're on your own, but any more than one person, you need a you need a double. You need a doubler. A jewel basket air fryer, eighty quid, just eighty quid. And I tell you what, I wouldn't be able to cook if I didn't have one. Basically, um. I'm all right at cooking. I'm, I follow TikTok recipes. If anyone out there does the same, um, but anyway, air fry the way to, to go. The, you have to quit the football game, Johnny, and head into the. Uh, head into the oh, air mate, fry I'm going to be. I'm going to become a TikToker. I haven't uh, seen you so passionate about anything in in years, mate. This is... Since we launched the Baggies Broadcast Fan Chat Show, I now just to my brother, I now describe myself as a YouTuber. 
one of these huge I'm like KSI but without the views and the drink and the prime drink um yeah when she does it he just shakes his head um but anyway head along to the kettle toast man thorns road in bridal hill get yourself down there they have got so many products uh it is untrue the graded product specialist kettle toast man down there in bridal hill right time for your questions i put this out put the appeal out for questions after stoke last night and as you can tell my twitter is off the chart so let's put oh, if, it was after, if it was after last night johnny go gentle please let's put coxie under the pump i'm not going gentle you can you can have you can have what we've been we've been given. Mark Davis, how many new players do you think we need? How many do you think we will get? Mm. Well, also, I've touched on it, haven't I? I said at least two for me. Um, in a, in an ideal world, I would say at least three. Uh, three, I would I would want. Um, can I see that happening? I, I'm I'm not sure. I think two will arrive. Um, I think a cent. I think a centre-half will arrive and I think a centre-midfielder will arrive. In an ideal world, a wide player, but I, I would focus certainly on the two former ones there. Yeah. Just for your question, pal. Uh, Jake Morris, surely Corbrand has to revert to as close to the team that was playing during our best sell last season as possible on Saturday. Sorry, that sentence confused me a little bit. Um, as possible on Saturday. Peters at centre-back alongside Ajayi slash Taylor. Um in Colorado's defence, I didn't see Taylor around last season. Um, with Malumbi and York in centre midfield and Swift as number ten, with Phillips and Jed wide. Um, interesting. Would I you be surprised to see Taylor. Eric Peters in Saturday? I touched on it a bit earlier, didn't I? I think Caleb Taylor had it, had it tough last night, and I think you know probably a bit of an eye opener for him, but good experience nonetheless. Um, Johnny, I, I have a funny. Uh, there's been a few calls to start Peters at centre half, left centre half, and. The primary call is because he's left-footed and for the balance. However, he did come in and play there as a last resort because of, of injuries. Now, he did brilliantly. We, we know this, don't we? But we must remember he is a left-back. Um, and do I see him in Albion's first choice 11, 35 years old? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. And that's nothing against him. I think he's great. And, and he could do a job. I, I don't doubt it. But... I think I've said on podcasts sort of all summer, or certainly since we started back up for pre-season, I think I see a Jay and Bartley. And I was willing, having not seen him last season, I was willing to give Kipper a go. Um, obviously heard about some qualities he has, but it just didn't go well for him, did it, at Blackburn, let's be honest, deciding goal. So I think I think a Jay and, and Bartley for me, I mean, we must remember Bartley was doing ever so well, obviously before that World Cup break, and then it just, finished up for him didn't it with injury after injury sort of failed comeback after failed comeback now you know needs to be the time for him doesn't it to to come in and, and impress you know obviously out of contract next year I think for me if I had, if I was deciding the team that'd be the way on um on Saturday I mean I don't know what you think about that one mate would you go with Jay and Bartley or would you sneak Peters in probably, put, probably feel more comfortable with Peters but I do think he'll go with a Jay and Bartley on Saturday I think that yeah. I think that will be his after what he's seen now. Um, I I don't want to I don't like questioning Corbrand tactically. You know we can all have our opinions. You know, but he's, the guy's a football manager. I'm not, but it surprises me that he's gone into the first game of the season not really knowing his best centre half pairing. Like you look at Saturday. What was it Saturday? A giant Kipra. Now, you know, we're 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 Albion fans, you know, we're, we're supporters at the end of the day, we're not experts. But I think even we looked at that and thought it smacks that he doesn't really know what I don't know, is. Johnny, I think just having this debate, I think some were reasonably, maybe not many, and maybe I, I don't know if people are disagree with this, but I think some were relatively pleased to see Kipra have a yeah. chance in that Bolton game. Maybe Kipra, but it's like Kipra and Ajayi, like Ajayi since he's returned to yeah. for, to return yeah. to Albion. You know, I, I I always keep clapping back to this injury, but I do believe it's affected him. Um, he hasn't looked the same player, and to play the two of them together, I think. But you know, and then we talk about Bartley coming in as a safer pair of hands. You know, aside from those three games prior to the World Cup, he hasn't really had a good time of it in the last year at Albion. But he's still a good centre half. We've seen that. Um, I just think he'll go Bartley, the Jai, or well, Bartley, Pe- Bartley Peters, yeah. but Bartley Peters wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, change them both. That would be a bit of a surprise, but I suppose it's an option. I suppose there has to be that hope that Bartley can recapture that 
Corgram form. Yeah. Um, you know, prior prior to the injury he had, and then the the relapses he had, there's got to be that hope. But that 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 in itself is a big ask. Just on this, um, and I've just said that I think one of the signings needs to be a centre half. I mean that um, Jonathan Panza has been linked, hasn't he? The sort of left sided centre half, um, left footed, capable of doing a job at left back as well, I believe. Um, I'm trying to get a definitive one on this, but I think it's certainly the profile and certainly what Albion, um, and they won't be alone in being interested in him. He's, he's a talented lad and he's obviously available, good age and all of that. There'll be a few mm. suitors, I'm sure, but that's, I, I would say the calibre and profile and, you know, he's, he's a quick lad. I've seen him play. I, I believe he's, he's decent with the football. Um, so it doesn't surprise me at all to see one of those kind of players linked. And I think, you know, that they'll be, Albin will have a short list in that regard. And I do think that's where they'll go. Someone who adds, let's say with Peters, that bit of balance by being a lefty um, because they want to play with the ball, don't they? Corbin wants them to pass out from the ball from the back. He's got to be centre-halves who can do it. And But then here we are having this debate. I mean, everyone, you know, not that everyone told me, but all I heard about Cedric Kipfer was that the ball at his feet is what he's, what he's pretty good at as far as a centre-half. But didn't go well for him did it and yeah by and large I was meant to have had a good loan last season so he kind of hoped he'd come in and be able to hit the ground running didn't we this season coming back from being a regular but um but yeah and just finally very finally on this question and I know you agree with me on this Johnny and it comes back to the weird Chalibur being in the team thing but I'd get Alex Moa in there all yeah. day yeah. um I think if I was playing Saturday in. I'd be playing Hold on, let me think about it. What did we play last season? 4231? 4231? 4231, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be going for it. Like this, he's probably head over heart speaking, but I'd give it, I'd drop Ingram a nod on Saturday. I thought he played really well last night. He won't, he'll be furlong, but. No, it'll be furlong. So say it's Palmer, furlong, Townsend, Ajayi Bartley, probably. Yeah. Um, Yukushlu, Malumbi. Phillips Wallace. I'd I'd play Moet in a ten. Moet, yeah. I'd be happy it with Moet in a ten because he's got Moet's he's forward thinking, Moet. He'll always play forward. He's looked sharp. He looks yeah, yeah. sharp. And he can score goals. I'd be thinking Moet for the ten on Saturday. I really oh, would. Yeah. I think he 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 and he and Ingram were Albion's best players at Stoke last yeah. night. It was just unfortunate for Moet that he got caught on the ball by Gale for the for the winner, wasn't it? And yeah. Yeah, you know, unfortunate. Yes, obviously cost Albion a place in the competition, but other than that, he had a good game. And yeah, I think for me, he's been probably Albion's best player of pre-season. So why he came out of the side for Chalibur, I don't quite get. You just then decide whether, do you have Moat slightly more advanced as you touched on there, Johnny, or is it Malumbi? Because we saw Malumbi have the role on Saturday. I wouldn't we? have him for forward just because he brings that energy, yeah, which I see Jed Wallace mentioned, but he's... I, don't get me wrong, I love Mullumby. His energy is great, um, fantastic. However, he he hasn't, Not got technical, actor, he hasn't got the technical ability. I don't think we saw that. He got into two really good positions at Ewood Park and got his feet mixed up. Um, yeah, he. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him up there. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd want Mullumby where he's best. He does best. I think if, if Mullumby and Kushley went next to each other as as like the sixes in, in centre mid, and they've got Moa ahead of him because of Mullumby's. Um, energy and battery, you'll see him pop up anyway. He'll he'll be back there where he's needed, tackling, being a nuisance, intercepting. But he'll still pop up at the other end because he's a box to box player. He can do it as well as Moet. So and, and Yukushlu, he's more of a sitter, isn't he? He's more of a dictate with a ball um, than charge up and down, charge up and down like Malumbi can. So yeah, I'd, I'd, and and it gets onto the topic of Swift, doesn't doesn't it? And surprisingly left out on Saturday, yes, but. Did he do enough at Stoke last night to force his way back in? I, I don't know. I, I'm on the base of preseason. I'm, if I'm with you really on the mo front, Johnny. I'm, I'm happy to see him giving a go and see if he can, he can produce. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, let's have a look. Josh Carr with TGH's performance last. TGH's performance last night, perhaps showing his actual level was Carlos Wright to the night and his plans. Do you see him being sent out alone to gain experience? Uh, it's difficult, Josh. I probably think. From all, from all the competitive displays that Gardner Hickman's had in an Albion shirt, there's probably two last night, and I think he had a bit of a stinker against QPR last season. Um, so for a young player who we, we have to remember is still very young, that's not bad. 
and I think I don't think he's going to leave. I I don't think Arby can afford to let him go. To be honest, um, Cox, I don't know what you think. I know what you're saying, and I don't disagree. However, it's funny you use the words like "don't think they can afford to." If I think if if the approach was right, I think they'd have to. They certainly have to consider it, and I, they might. I don't. Th- I don't think they can let him go. I, if he goes on loan, fair enough. But I don't. I'd be I'd be pretty angry if Alvin sold it, to be honest. I'd like to know um, what a fee if if they would. I'd like to know what what the fee was and the, the thing thought process behind it. However, we and like I'm a fan of Gardner Hitman's. I'm, I'm I'm as I've said on the podcast. I'm I'm a big fan. But look at look at Saturday at Blackburn. I mean, we see Chalibur start. So what does it say about Gardner Hitman in the pecking order? Now, whether we still expect Chalibur to go, so you know that sort of lifts him up one in the pecking order. But I would say if Chalibur or Gordon Hickman was to leave a centre mid will come in so does that knock Gordon Hickman down again um, mm. so when you're looking at you know players who can command a value that aren't in the plans we spoke about this with Dean Garner haven't we we spoke about this with Griffiths you know, players with a good age who can attract a, a fee Gordon Hickman and I don't know what kind of ballpark fee he would be I mean we can all guess but he fits into that category for me um, because he's got talent he's got something about him it just, it'd just be interesting to see who, at what level, and at what sort of interest and what kind of bid, if any. I imagine he's more attractive on a loan. I, I agree with you, Johnny. I, I think he could be a, I'd go and have a top, top season at division below. Um, and that could work for Albion. And, you know, obviously it looks after a bit of, uh, a few pennies in terms of club covering, mm. you know, wage fee and all of that. But, mm, I, I understand from a, from, you know, club from from your perspective, looking at it, maybe I don't know, heart overhead, or or how fans might look at it and think, sort of one of our own through the academy got the ability, don't want to see him go thrive somewhere else and be a, become a better player somewhere else. You know, like Sam Field feels like the obvious example, doesn't it? Um, he's been linked with Rangers, hasn't he? Which um, yeah, Burnley, I think, super superb for him. I mean, I've been actually have a sell on there, so so windfall potentially from Sam Field for QPR, but. Um, yeah, it's, I can't call TGH. I think it could go one way or the other. Yeah. But I think I, I do think Albin Edmar, despite the fact he started two games, much rather move Chalibur on. Yeah. Michael Singh, um, if we don't get any other players in at centre-back, do we drop McCushler in at centre-back and bring Moe into midfield? Molumbi, we can't pass out from the back and launch it long as we have BTAs to play it there. Michael Singh, this is a point that I was thinking about the other day. You could drop into a back, drop into a back four. I think you look good in a back four. That accommodates Mauer then, doesn't it? Not just in a 10. I think it's not a bad call. I don't think he'll do it, but I, I don't think it's a bad call at all, to be honest. Um, yeah. The point of playing yeah. out from the back, you officially can play out from the back. Yeah, it's an interesting shout that. Yeah, I wonder if, it'd be interesting to know if the head coach has considered that. Um, I'd, it's not a square peg, is it? Because Yukushli's played there elsewhere in his career, I think in Spain. Um, however, predominantly you'd rather have their players in their best roles wouldn't you you'd probably rather not lose him from central midfield um and rather your center ass play in their natural position but look as we've said if if the center defenders can't become comfortable and can't work the system and if no others arrive perhaps it might have to become a thought process you know september onwards maybe yeah that'll be a we want to look out for see if he turns in that direction uh sammy has got in touch personally i I think it's not all doom and gloom yet. However, and I trust Carlos, I'm concerned that he doesn't seem to have decided what the best formation or lineup for this group of players is. Um, valid point. You could look yeah. at the two selections. You can certainly say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the formation thing, I don't... I think, you know, the fact it was... Uh, it was 4-3-3 on Saturday. I'm having a brain fade. Yeah, but yeah, four at the back in the league. Um, suggests that's the way he wants to go. I, I don't think we should read too much into the system for a for a League Cup game. However, when, as I say, when two two up front does become a possibility, maybe you look at three at the back to accommodate them. Um, I, I do think the scoping, you know, being able to switch between formations can help you. Don't think it can be a hindrance. However, you do need, in my opinion, your one go to. And I've been had that last season under him, didn't they? In a four two three one. Um, but yeah, I, I guess after a couple, two or three league games, 
we'll know more in terms of personnel, won't we? We'll, we'll know more. And if we get to Swansea and centre half changes happen, or centre mid changes happen, which yeah. I would suggest both will. I certainly think they will. I mean that that says everything, doesn't it? It says to us that he's still trying, still trying to work it out. And what he went with in the first game didn't didn't work, or he didn't happen, or he wasn't happy with it. Now he might stick with Kipra. You know, he made a bad error and had a bad game overall, but he may stick with him because he may see it as the answer for the first few weeks of the season. But um, yeah, I'm less inclined to think that way about Chalaba, but. It's, it's hard to second guess how he's gonna gonna line up, isn't it? I mean, it was very purposeful that that lineup against Black, very, you know, done on purpose because at Bolton, that 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 was the that was the back four, wasn't it? That was the centre half mm. pairing, and you know we should and we were a bit concerned after Albion conceded four at, at League One Bolton. Perhaps it was a there have been goals conceded in pre-season, haven't there? There've been was it two two all draws? Um, so yeah, I mean, work to do down that, that end of the pitch. But we have heard a couple of times players said, look, we want to be brave, take risks on the ball in terms of this style and under the head coach. So stick with us, basically. And and Carlos Corbran, we, we didn't hear it from him after Blackburn, but as I say, we heard from Wallace we repeat what, what Corbran told them. And, and the word was very much like, this is my, what I want us to do. Don't worry about the mistakes. They're on me. So, you know, taking that pressure off, off his players. But obviously you can't keep, you know, you can't continue go, conceding goals and doing that. So, yeah, proof will be in the pudding. Yeah, no, it certainly will. Indeed, a uh, few more questions before we wrap up. Jack Burford, do you think Sarmiento will start against Swansea on Saturday? Uh, if so, where do you see him play? Interesting. Um, mm. I think he's going to play out wide. If anyway, I see him in place of Phillips. I don't envisage Phillips being dropped, but there's it's an awkward one. I can't imagine Brighton have sent him to Albion just to sit on the bench. Um, no. But he can play in a ten, so that might be another option in ten. Yeah, I was hope I was a bit hopeful he might start at Stoke last night actually, and just get fifty five, sixty minutes in the tank. So possibly too much of an ask for him physically to go from the start on Saturday, though. I I would say there's a there's a fair chance. Um, one thing with that, I thought Phillips did pretty well against Blackburn, not not just because of the goal. I mean, he you know made the goal himself. Nice one-two with Wallace, by the way, but he, he did it all himself. And I think he was one of Albion's better players. So I don't think for a second he deserves to come out of the side. And if Matt Phillips can... I mean, we, we know what happens when Matt Phillips plays well, don't we? For uh, four or six weeks, something bad's around the corner in terms of an injury. But I don't know, he's a bit... It, Matt Phillips a bit of a streaky player in terms of good runs of games before, before a setback. I'd, I'd be inclined to keep him in the side. Um, obviously Wallace will play so yeah not not a bad shout about him playing down the middle but look I wouldn't be unhappy to see Sarmiento start um, he looks like he's got something doesn't he so looking forward to seeing what he's about and hopefully involvement for Madger I mean Madger's yeah. going to be on the on the bench isn't he Thomas Asante will start after coming on at Stoke and getting that goal nice goal by the way last night great cross from Townsend but what a boost it would be to have Madger in the 20 and, and if he can come on for any minutes then crucial as well need those new signings involved. Yeah. Uh, Jess Ackroyd's got in touch with the question with Button out of the door. And I will say, Albion fans, about two hours ago, we saw him for Reading, just seen on Twitter. Um, any inklings on recruiting a third-choice keeper? I hope it's not Ted Cam because he'd benefit from a loan. This is assuming we don't have to recruit a second-choice keeper as well. Any updates on the Griffiths situation? Um, I think Corbett mentioned last night, if I heard correctly, he's not looking at another goalkeeper. Um I think yeah. someone did ask. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I did ask specifically on on Griffiths last night. Doing going to do a story on that 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 people can read soon on our website. But he 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 said, look, at the moment we've got two keepers, and it's Alex Palmer and Josh Griffiths. However, look, there's been real interest in Griffiths this summer, and I from memory again, you know, again read the story when when it comes out soon. But from from memory, the take was very much. Regards these rumours, reports from the summer, we need to see what's what. We need to see what we can move, and we need, to, you know, in, and that's in in terms of incomings, isn't it? Because clearly, if if Griffiths goes, a new keeper needs to arrive very, very clearly, um, and I imagine that'd be an experienced sort of campaigner in and as a number two to Alex Palmer. Um, as I've said all summer, I think Albion can't 
afford to sit back with the Griffith situation if a club wants to come in and offer a bit of money. I think they might have to do it. However, that's not a foregone conclusion. So, um, and if both Palmer and Griffith stayed, um, I agree with Jess actually that I think Can would benefit from a loan. He's he's been loaned in non-league already, so he has a bit of experience. But more would be better for him. However, being number three, being around first team training every day, coming to each game, is good experience in itself. Um, so if he has to be number three, I don't think that's any real problem for him. And um, and yeah, let's see. But yeah, it was um, saw that that the buttons obviously um, appeared at Reading, and that that was always going to be likely, wasn't it? And and that was a boost yesterday to to move him on. Um, you know, one of was it one of a dozen out of contract next summer that that are you know almost likely to alter the part realistically. But for Albin to do some twelve months early, albeit. You know, I'd have to come to some sort of financial agreement in terms of the termination, but you know, it's 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 trying to look after that wage bill, isn't it? That's the bottom line. Dave Neil, uh, is Corbrand trying to overcomplicate things, asking ill suited defenders to play out from the back, um, and in brackets he's put shades of Darren Moore and Graham Jones. Now that's the point I want to talk about. Um, I think you you got a valid point, Dave. I think you're probably going to have to give it a little bit more time to breathe before you know, sort of labelling Corbrand like that. But I get it. Um, it happened at the Moore and Jones. Albion got caught so many times in that season. Almost got up for the playoffs, but it should have got up automatically that season. And it was their inability to play out from the back, which cost them goals in the end. Um, I hope that's not going to be the case this time. Um, and then just one, one final one, Baggy Bloke has got in touch. Um, did you or Lewis expect anything other than a torrid start to the season we have had? Nothing's really changed from the end of last season. Saw this coming, if I'm honest. Um, valid point, Coxie. What do you, did you see this coming? Two defeats yeah, in the no, I, I fancied Albion to get, I think I said on the podcast last week, I fancied Albion to get some from Ewood Park. I thought it was a decent time to go up there and play them. They're having a bit of a tricky time, aren't they? Off the pitch, Blackburn. I thought they might go up and get a point, Albion. Um, so it's just that setback when, when they don't, isn't it? And then you go straight into the League Cup and you know, for my money, when you're making nine, 10, 11 changes, anything can realistically happen. I mean, it, it worked in Steve Bruce's favour last season, didn't it? From from memory, I know he played a bit of a stronger side and so did Sheffield United, but Albion sort of were able to get through despite league struggles. So, no, I, I guess that can go e- either way, but I don't think it's been a torrid. I know, I know what Baggy Bloke's sort of saying there, but I don't think it's been a torrid start, as it? it's just been a, a disappointing one, underwhelming one. Um, but look, we know the picture of the squad's going to change, and we've had one league game, so you know I'm, I'm not inclined to to go too doom and gloom as we speak. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm in your camp it's, at it's, the moment. It's a shame. It's 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 a shame though, because you know because what everyone hopes the head coach can do this season, you you always want a positive start of a bit of momentum, don't you? But look. As I say, we're only one league game in, and as you said right at the top, individual errors. Oh, I mean, they're massive, aren't they? And players need to learn from them, and ultimately, you get more concentration, get better, better technically, and just because if they continue to make them, they're not going to be on the side. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a valid point you make there, Lewis. Thanks for your questions, Baggies fans. Uh, sorry about the ones we couldn't read out. We've uh, we're almost out of time. We're going at it for an hour. Uh, this weekend, Sarmiento, Magia, what would expect in Coxie? Um, what would your what would you what would your prediction be? Magia on the bench, Sarmiento start. What are you saying? Uh, again, it's tricky. When you think of Sarmiento and who you'd who you'd have him in for, isn't it? I I'd like to see him just because it's a a breath of fresh air, you know, new new face, somewhat different. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start. Like I say, I don't, I don't think Phillips deserves to come outside. Um, I play him centrally, yes, but I think both agreed we'd like to see Moat. Um, so, yeah, not sure. I think it'd be good to see Madger on the bench, certainly. And it'll be interesting to see what, what Swans are like when they come up, actually, and what sort of threat they pose. Because we all know, you know, they've, they've obviously had Russell Martin last season and that, that brings its own very clear sort of style and identity, doesn't it? But... Um, Michael Duff now there in charge down in South Wales. I mean, almost got Barnsley up from 
from League One. Um, I'd imagine different styles there, but you know, no one's going to play the same as Russell Martin, are they? Let's let's be honest. It's it's very um, unique, maybe in terms of how how the ball is played and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, it's just an important game for Albion. It's, it's, it's important, even though it's only the second league game, the first home game, it's important they get a positive result. Um, yeah. A draw would be not the end of the world. A defeat would be tough. And um just want something to get your season going, doesn't it? Just something for, for the likes of ourselves, but more importantly, the supporters. And I suppose the head coach to, to cling to in terms of that positivity as as the window's still rolling on, as, as Albion try and move move people on and more importantly get them in well we didn't expect much but we expected more than we've we've seen in the last couple of games um hopefully we'll see more this coming saturday thanks for listening to the base broadcast see you there until next time from me and coxie boing 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 <laughs>